You're listening to the Women of Worth podcast, hosted by me, Audrey Bellis, founder of Worthy Women. We explore what it means to live and lead in integrity as women of worth. We are here today with Jennifer Rodriguez, and Jennifer is the owner of Miss California Latina. Jennifer, welcome to the Women of Worth podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. Tell us, what is the Miss California Latina pageant and how did you get there? Because you have a background in sports and I don't automatically think beauty and sports come together. Yes, yes, I know. Most people don't tend to think uh, sports and beauty, but I'll, I'll give you a little of, of how that came in. Currently, I am the owner of Miss California Latina. I acquired the license in 2008 how that came about, just a moment of insanity, I guess. Someone approached me with the opportunity that this was available. Uh, it didn't exist at the time. The name did, but the whole production and what the organization is didn't. And just using my sports background, thanks to the NFL, I just took it and ran with it and felt that there was a much needed organization or, or need for young women to develop their self-worth. They needed to develop those leadership skills and just have a, a place where they can they can thrive, as, aspire to be something, whatever it was that they were aspiring to, a, an organization where they felt safe and fun, that they can obtain their goals and we can, you know, help them achieve that. So I had a vision for for creating this organization and, and that's pretty much what drove me and and how I grew the organization, um, how that grew from sports. I mean, and you said NFL, right? right? So how that grew from sports, you know, um, I, I get that a lot. How did you come from sports into pageantry? I, I was a competitor back when I worked at the NFL. I competed for New York, USA, and it was a, it was a great experience for the most part. But when, NF, when, when Miss California Latina came up, I looked at it as just an opportunity to create something for Latinos, to feel proud, to, to, to have an event that we can get dressed up and, and celebrate our culture and celebrate our young women. And for me, it just it was like my own Super Bowl. I looked at Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. I saw how he did, you know, how he set out to make the Dallas Cowboy franchise, you know, the... The, the premier franchise of the league. And so that's kind of was my 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 take on this was I was going to make this the premier pageant for Latinas within the pageant industry and, and certainly within Latinos. And, you know, that's just that's just how I I, I just went for it. I, I, I didn't think much about it. I just I just went for it. I love that. And I love that it's Miss California Latina. So celebrating Latinas from all across the spectrum. We're recording this live here in L.A., Actually, it's not live. When you hear this, this will have already passed. Sorry, audience. Uh, but for us, we're here in Los Angeles, and we were talking about this offline, how the running joke in, in L.A. is that, oh, you're Latino, you must be Mexican. Blanket term. And that's not the case. There's a ton of us in different backgrounds and mixed Latino heritage. You yourself are from the Dominican Republic? Right. Um, I am from Dominican. My family is from the Dominican Republic. I'm from New York, so I'm not even from California. I'm a New York City girl. Hey. Born in New York, raised between Dominican Republic and New York City and came here about 13 years ago. Um, and so, yes, it, it, it is California Latina. Most people think, oh, they're son todita mexicanas right? They're all Mexican. Um, but that th this is why these kind of organization as, as superficial as it may seem, 
It's not. It, it it's really is an opportunity to educate people on who we are as Latinos and who we are as Latina women. Oftentimes we are depict, you know, the sex kittens and Sofia it, Vergara. Right. Everyone thinks it's our tits and ass are ginormous. Right. And we have the J Lo's and and there's so much more to us. But the thing about it is that there is so much more to us, but we're we are also very sexy. You know, we are That's very true. sexy women. It is in our our DNA as Latinas, but we're also really smart and really passionate and really driven. And those are the things that we need to show. And also just the diversity among Latinos um, yes. that they look like me. They look like um, Celia Cruz. You know, there, there's so many women out there that are Latinas and most people don't think. They just want to classify African-Americans or white. Or right. Latinas slash Latina, really meaning Mexican. But there's there's so much more to us, and and we're so, you know, diverse, and there's so much richness to us. And and again, this is a platform to showcase all of that, and at the same time, you know, create opportunity and development for our young women. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even with the Worthy Women audience, we have a few women in our audience that are also from the Dominican Republic. And um, I was speaking with one of them around our conference last November, and she said, you know, it's interesting, Audrey. She said, I identify as Latina first, mm -hmm. right? But people here just think of me as black. Yes. She's like, and I'm not. I'm yes. not. I'm Afro-Latina. And I, you know, that never occurred to me. That was um, because that's not my personal experience. But I, you know, I looked at her and I think, of course, you're Latina. Right. It's like, of course you are. <laughs> first and foremost. She goes, not to everybody else here. We're just black. Mm -hmm. And I go, that sucks. It's such a misrepresentative category. And it is so important to show the diversity in who we are and what we look like. And I love that you talked a lot about Self-worth. So this is the Women of Worth podcast. We talk about what does it mean to live and lead in integrity. And you have in your responsibility and your care, young women who are searching for their own self-worth and you're showing them what this means to be a pillar of the community because you have to, if you're competing in pageants, you know, there's like ethical guidelines, yes. right? There's oh, a yes. there's morality clauses. Yes, there there is a lot of that. You know, we're, we're certainly not looking to, to shape these perfect young women, you know, to, to lead them into the, the future and, and into society, but certainly shaping their, hoping to shape their, their thinking and their judgment to make ethical, you know, decisions. And, and leadership skills. And absolutely leadership skills, which is one of the, the main things we, we focus and, and kind of drive the organization with those leadership skills and preparing these young women to take the lead and take ownership for the things that they set out to do and, and opportunities that they set out to pursue. And in terms of the morality, you know, we we are in L.A. and it's it's La La Land, it's Hollywood, and it's so focused on um, the visual right. and using your your outer appearance to get that next opportunity or to get that person who's going to lead you to the next opportunity or, or whatever it is without putting too much focus on, on your brain and what you can bring to the table. And I felt when I started this that a lot of our young women were taking their direction from people like the Kim Kardashians and valuing themselves based on their clothes and how tight and how good I look and my makeup and my hair is so perfect and, you know, this is the way I'm going to get my opportunities. This is yes. this is the way I'm going to get ahead in life. I'm going to get that ball player or that rich 
old man, I don't know, whatever, you know, they're right. thinking um, to move to move ahead. And so when we talk about morality, I mean, who's to say that's right or wrong, but just working with these young women and helping them make the right decisions for them so that they feel confident and comfortable with the decisions that they're making and teaching them that they don't have to rely on all of this outer stuff um, and thinking that they have to behave a certain way uh, in order to advance and, you know, move forward in life. So, you know, we, we, we work with that a lot. Young women have come to us who have you know, I have a lot of stories, but one that sticks out because you, you talked about the morality. We do have clauses that state that, you know, you can't do nudity and that sort of stuff. And we did have a young woman who wanted to participate who came from the porn industry. Mm. Really young woman, really beautiful. And it was it was tough, you know, because I, I was stuck in wanting to give her the opportunity because she understood that she she didn't make the best choices and she was kind of led this way and it was something she was trying to get out of and she was hoping that she can enter this pageant kind of as a way to change her life. But then there was the other flip side that here we have this young woman who'd made some decisions that weren't so great, but she's competing on stage with young women who have kind of led the straight and narrow life right. and have worked so hard to be on that stage doing what was right, making right choices. And here they were going to compete with a girl who unfortunately just kind of make some, made some bad decisions and wanted to get on that stage to kind of get the same experience as the other young women. So, you know, there were those kind of struggles and, and some of those hard decisions that have to be made. And you want to give everyone the opportunity and the same kind of playing field. But you can't always you can't always do that. That's true. And even with uh, the the young women that are competing, it can be absolutely life changing. I know, um, you know, my dad's an aerospace engineer, and one of uh, the women that he worked with, I I mean, she's brilliant. She's stunning. She's I jokingly call her, you know, Barbie nerd. She's got <laughs> legs that come up to you know my armpits, um, and she's brilliant. And I didn't know this, but we were at an event. And I was chatting with her and she told me that she won her, she paid for college through uh, pageants, mm. through her pageant money, which I thought was an incredible experience. And she spoke very highly of it. Um, and too oftentimes I think we think of pageants and like you said, we're thinking of the outside, we're thinking of the negative connotations, we're thinking of what we see on TV. And for many women, this is an incredible opportunity to advance their futures. What types of stories have you seen from women that participate in have really this has been an opportunity to advance themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I like to pride myself in California Latina because we have an immense amount of success stories from young women who have competed and have used this as a stepping stone for the next the next big thing. And even job placement. I think I saw that on your Instagram today. Uh, yeah, uh, to, possibly. Yeah. Cause we do, we do offer op opportunities. I mean, opportunities come up. There's something that, you know, I have access to right now for a young junior lawyer for a great firm that, you know, we're hoping that we can get the pool out of the Miss California Latina pool of young women. But all of that to say is that, yeah, the perception is that pageantry, you get on stage or in bikini and evening gown and it's so superficial. But what what they forget is one, there's there's a journey and a process that it takes to get on that stage. And not every person is made or equipped to, you know, join 
clubs as a young kid, right? So the idea is you put your kids in these peewee leagues for basketball, soccer, whatever have you, so that they can learn these developmental skills, social skills, um, learn discipline, all that good stuff, or you put them in dance or violin lessons or whatever have you, like extracurricular activity. But what people don't realize about pageantry is that it's, it's an opportunity for young women who may not be athletes or have a, a, a certain per, right <laughs> certain skill, but still needs those wants to develop those skills, and it's a fun competitive way. It's a way to 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 meet young women. It's a, a way to learn about yourself because it is it is an individual sport as I look at it. But there's a lot of inward looking. It's an inward looking process that you have okay. to kind of go through because there's an interview portion to it, which is pretty competitive. I mean, for California Latina, it is. So you have to really mentally prepare for, for these things. So it's, it's, it's kind of growing you and, and you're preparing and, and these skills are, are being, you know, developed. Um, it's a stepping stone for any job opportunity or whatever goal you're trying to achieve. There's also that element of uh, uh, scholastic opportunities with scholarships. So, you know, it, it it's multifaceted because it has a lot of different kind of avenues you can go and a lot of different things that you can learn from it. The opportunities, again, that come from it, I, to me, is just, and I mean, that's that's the money right there because you're not going to yes. get that. Like the, the sisterhood that you kind of gain, these relationships, it's not everyone that does it. People think, oh, it's just a frivolous pageant. But again, the work that it takes, the discipline that it takes to prepare to be into some in something like this, and then the relationships that are made, they're huge. And and going back to some of the success stories, look, I, I this is one of my my favorites. And I, I I had a young woman who came to us last year, uh, two years ago, and she was in a horrible relationship. It was domestic abuse. She felt her life was over because she she couldn't compete. She was, uh, or rather, she she was she was married and mm-hmm. got a divorce. But we allow for young women who were once divorced, they can still compete. And now I think I've actually seen that with other pageants where you have to be single right. or not or not necessarily single, but unmarried. You have to be unmarried with no kids. So this young woman was married before mm-hmm. divorced um, and wanted to compete, and so she did. And she came to me after and she said, this changed my life because Mm -hmm. I came from an abusive relationship. I thought my life was over. I was 25. I got married young. It didn't work out. I just didn't see any hopes for me. This has given me so much confidence that I want to now pursue X, Y, and Z. Well, we had some, some opportunities for a national reality show that came through we submitted her and she got on this show. I can't say the show because it, right. it's going to air soon, but she's on this show and it completely changed her life. I mean, she, a year ago today, she was in this horrible relationship, not thinking anything was possible. And now look, all this stuff came from something that people think, oh, it's a frivolous pageant. But again, it's because of her discipline, her her drive to want to better herself and her life and seeing this pageant as an opportunity to do that. And she got in and, you know. What is the reasoning behind um, pageants to have unwed women? Uh, The idea is when you win a title, you're basically an ambassador. So for California Latina, you're an ambassador for the state of California, but and also for Latinos. And the idea is if you have a family, if you have kids, they're first. 
your first priority. It's like a virgin complex. Is is well, that's that's the idea that yeah. that you're. I mean, so I get here's that. That here's the thing. We have currently right now our our state winner is in Sacramento, and she's now going to have to do appearances all throughout the state. Right. She works full time. She goes to school. If she was married with a kid at home, and we say, hey, on Saturday and Sunday you have to be in San Diego. Next weekend you'll in, you're in L.A. The weekend after that you're in Fresno. But she's got a family to maintain. And the idea is yeah. you have to kind of, if if because a lot of this is voluntary right. uh, work. Um, we do a lot of community service, so it's it's all voluntary. Uh, we can't force this young woman to to do what they do. Um, and if they have a family at home and they have a kid, well, the, the kid is is, is that, priority. I mean, right. t- in my eyes, I think family, you know, would kind of take take priority yeah. over this. So that's that's I think a, a a main reason is just because, you know, we we value family as Latinos too. That comes before anything else. That's true. I think I guess for me it's just kind of disappointing to hear that in today's times, you know, like you said, it's about for women who want to better their situations, who want to use this as a tool to empower themselves. And it seems so unfortunate that for a, across the scope of the industry, for women who have been divorced, who are single mothers, to not have opportunities like this to advance uh, their own situations, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's so hard. You know, we talk about worthy women and women of worth. I think I say this in pretty much every podcast, but it's so relevant. Women can't tell you, and not just women, men, no one can tell you about being worthy and why they're worthy till they've told you about a time when they weren't and how they Mm. got there, which means we hear your hero's journeys. We hear about how you fucked up. I hear your shame story. I hear all the things about where you made poor choices in your life and how you had to work hard to overcome them and live in a place of integrity for yourself. Show up wholeheartedly. And it seems so frustrating to not be given that opportunity. And I hope that that changes. And I love that you guys aren't, don't discriminate. You know, if you've been married and divorced, I'm sure it's a case by case basis for different situations as with anything, but to be open-minded to that, I think is so important, such a distinguishing factor for your organization. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I like the idea that if you, you know, you were divorced, life doesn't end just because you got married at 19 or because you had a baby for that matter. The the good thing is, is that this is, these are the guidelines for this particular organization, which is mandated by the national, but there are, there are other competitions that allow for women who have been married or women with children. So that's, you know, that's a huge plus. And again, same thing. I don't think someone should be limited because they are married or have kids. I think this, these kind of opportunities should be open for everyone and, and anyone who wishes to take it. Thankfully, like you said, we've got pageants for women that have been divorced and other opportunities. What other types of pageants are there? Because in my head, I think of regional and ethnic. Mm-hmm. What other are there other types of pageants? Absolutely, I mean, yes. There, there are a lot of pageants. They're just not super mainstream, but they're out there. So I like to start with the there. There are transgender pageants. Oh, um, nice. A, yes, there are because people sometimes. Oh, you know, th- one of our guidelines is that you have to be a natural born female, and so we don't want to exclude anyone. Right. Uh, but there is a pageant system that accepts that. We also have, uh, I know there's one Women of Achievement that is based on, um, you know, more academic uh, leadership, things like that. 
actually, it might not be leader of achievement. It might be some, called something else, but I know for sure there is. There are a lot of pageants that have different guidelines. Uh, like I said, the married with children. Um, we have disability um, programs. We have programs for you know women who just want to focus on their kind of leadership and and. So it's not all just physical or ethnic or regional based. Is there a hierarchy to the pageants offline? We were talking about the hierarchy of Latinos, right? Like, where are you from? How light is your skin? What does that mean? Like, do you, do you see that in terms of pageantry as well? Like, oh, if you did this pageant, it's not a big deal. But if you did this one, Absolutely, then your crown's yeah. like two inches taller, you know, a scepter. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it, you know, it, I don't think it's as much of the the side of, size of the crown, but just the branding and, and just the history. And, and that's Miss Universe. Uh, Miss Universe is like, obviously, the NFL of, of all pageantries because it's Miss Universe. Then we have Miss USA and, you know, they kind of Miss America. Which is different from Miss America. Miss America is different. Miss America is more of a scholastic because they do scholarships. Right. And it, they just stay in the U.S. For Miss USA, USA, because of the whole Trump and it was it was more about physical beauty right. not to say that these young women were not bright i competed in the usa system so it's it's but it's more glamour ish right. versus miss america which focuses a little bit more on just academics uh because of the scholarship and they they do have a great scholarship program but they've been around for almost 100 years and never mm. once has a latina won that competition really and, yeah uh, almost, it, I think it's like 90 years or probably 100 years now, a Latina has never won Miss America, which is why the Miss U.S. Latina organization was created back in 1983. Got because it. it didn't celebrate, it wasn't accepting of Latinas. And so that's why that's how we, we came around. That's interesting. I have a cousin who competes on the pageant circus. Er, circuit. <laughs> it could be a circus Sorry. sometimes too. <laughs> Sorry, not a, that was a non-Freudian slip. It was just me being under-caffeinated. Um, and uh, we joke a little bit that she has a pageant mom. But what's interesting is, and she's done like um, Miss Culiacan, but here, which is interesting. Like, I don't know how you get like like Sinaloa, Culiacan, like, but here in LA. And I know she's done some crossover things. And I see her stuff on social media and the celebration of the Latino history. Like she's got some, and she's a folklorico dancer. She's Mm -hmm. very talented that really celebrates like almost like tribal ethnic experiences that I think we don't really see in a lot of other pageants, right? Like that's not something you see on mainstream TV when you're thinking Miss Universe or what have you. But the costumes are so elaborate and so incredible. I know her mom does all of her gowns and I never realized how competitive the gowns were. And, you know, you talk about things that are like, they look Kardashian-esque, my cousin somewhat, but I see this a lot in other young women because it'll pop up on my Instagram feed. I call it the Michael Michael Costello wannabe Lily Galici dress of sheer, sheer, sheer with lace applique on your cooch and on your nipples. And that's about all you get covered. And they're stunning. They're beautiful. They just don't leave much to the imagination. Right. And I'm like, you just have a train of mesh. You know, it was cool when Beyonce did it. Right. But that, now we're all beyond Right. Well, well that, that's the thing. It's like, cool that one time and maybe two or three times after. But and it's Beyonce. Kind of, yeah, I bow down Beyonce. to that crown. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we follow these trends, these women who are in our eyes, you know, our leaders. Unfortunately, 
you know, I, I sometimes have a problem right. um, with it just because, I don't know, I think there are a lot of um, better examples out there of, of women and, and they're not highlighted as often as, as a Kardashian or Sofia Vergada. Not to take anything away from those women, you know, they, they well, are who they are. And the plus is on this side, I remember growing up, you, we would look at pageants like... Um, as they would come on TV, right? Mm-hmm. You would watch these things. And the women were so thin because in the 90s oh, yeah. and the 2000s, it was, you wanted to be as frail as possible and your hip bones sticking out and like your <laughs> ribs showing and, you know, flaca nation. Right. Uh, how blonde you were, how light you were, how thin you were. And we're now in a time where our thickness is celebrated. We're seeing big butts, whether they're real or they're Dr. Gavami <laughs> butts, you know. They're, they're there. We're seeing curves being celebrated in ways that we haven't typically seen before in mainstream things. Right. And that you're correct. And that is something obviously very happy about. Uh, Still, I mean, for me, I think we can always do better. With California Latina, we do a swimsuit uh, portion and I have been criticized up and down by Latinos because our girls are curvaceous. I don't care what her weight is. And we've got some curvy girls on that stage. And they've, we had two this year, one who stuck out because she was just so badass and she was the biggest girl we ever had. And she rocked it. She wore her bikini. She looked beautiful. She looked glamorous. She was so on point. But that mentality of, well, she still has to be skinny. Yeah, what defines beauty? Right. right. So we still kind of struggle, and I think we can do more. You know, the Ashley Grahams of the world, hey, that, you know, that's good. I love you, Ashley Graham. We'd love to have you on this show if you're listening. (laughs) I I applaud her, and, and that's... You know, that, and and that's that's great for me. T- to me, really, the bottom line comes to health. I, I don't care your size. I don't care your cellulite. As California Latina, because that's the the organization I drive. I just want to see that you're healthy. And if healthy is a size eight or ten or twelve, then I bow down to you, because it, it's not about that. It's about what's up here and yep. what's in your heart. Yes. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. It, is it really, true. really is true. I think that young woman shined because of her heart and what her, you know, what was in her mind to to succeed and reach those goals and what she wanted to do as California Latina. It exuded from her. It was yeah, a natural it, extension it was, of exactly. her. Exactly. So, you know, and again, I mean, I always think we can do more just mainstream and really promoting, but that's like a whole nother conversation. But I, you do do more. That's the reality. I mean, you do it in your leadership training. You do it as you prepare women for these pageants. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's you know we we host women from all over the state of California and I'm I'm here in in LA, so I do hold some workshops that I hope is is instilling these core gems that these young women need to kind of move forward and survive. And it it goes beyond the pageant stage because it has nothing to do with the pageant. It, It has to do with life. And so what I do is I try to use the categories in our pageant system or just the aspects of pageant competition to instill these core values and and you know core skills into these young women so when we talk about swimsuit i i use that as an opportunity to talk to them about health and fitness mm. um and and exercise and why it's important to take care of, of your of your body 
and and it's not about it's not from a vanity standpoint, but just from a psychological like. Oh, Mental. let me tell you, <laughs> the relationship that I have with food is a direct reflection of the relationship that I have with myself. I've said it where the women panels, I've said it on other podcasts. You know, when I'm unhappy, I am binge eating carbs. Yes. Cheese. Yes. I love cheese, especially like at happy hour and fried cheese when I'm really drunk. And <laughs> we jokingly call it, is it sad hour? Is it happy hour? When it's sad hour, I'm emotionally eating my feelings. I mean, I've literally sat there with a can of whipped cream on the phone with my mom, like straight into the mouth doing like whippets, like, oh my God, (laughs) you don't even know my life. Just leave me alone. (laughs) It's true. I mean, look, I'm, I'm with you. I have my comfort foods. The stuff hits me hard. There's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure that I deal with. And yeah, the food choices aren't the best. And growing up, you know, back in, back when I was young, we used to have these little commercials that would say you are what you eat. I never got that until now. Now I get it because when I'm eating the little Cheetos and with with my little Snickers because I need the salty. Twix bars. I do Twix Twix bars bars and Cheetos or whatever crazy combination. Like I feel it. I feel down and I feel depressed and I feel like, you know, so it's just, the yes, I I go into the whole health, trying to put nutrients and and healthy stuff into your body because it does affect our thinking. It does. It It really, really does. It really does. And it's a conscious choice of how am I supporting myself to do more? We're even doing that this year uh, with worthy women in the business. I know I'm traveling a ton and I told the girls this year, I said, I need to not feel sluggish every day. Mm. I need to feel like if we're of service in the world and we're doing the things Mm. that we want to do, is my body supporting me? Am I creating an environment to be supported or am I creating something that's self-sabotaging, which is critical? So Uh, Jennifer, you're doing incredible work. I'd like to know from you, because this is the Women of Worth podcast, what does it mean to you to be a woman of worth or what makes you a worthy woman? Uh, What does it mean to be a woman of worth? You know, to be quite frank, the the worthy, what makes me a worthy woman? I do the, the work that I do. I love what I do. I really do. I love that I get to use entertainment and beauty and instill positive leadership, confidence in young women uh, and and show them a a way that they weren't thinking for themselves or thinking that was even possible, right? So I I love that. But sometimes I question, am I really worthy of doing this? Am I I the person who's supposed to teach these young girls this? How, who am I to instill this in, in, you know, these qualities? So, you know, I struggle with that. But what it means to be Worthy, I think, you know, bottom line is is just you are in, in all in all aspects. I think regardless where you are in life, there's something that you can contribute that's positive. It doesn't matter. You can be down in the dumps, but that down in the dumps story can fuel the next person and can and can give life and light to someone else. So making a, a woman a woman that's worthy is, you know, I, I just think all women are, are, are really worthy. I, I, I don't as think. Is, right? Yeah. yeah not, I don't, when, not when you get something, the yeah. way you are as you exist in the world. It, the way you exist right now, I think you are a worthy woman. Um, and, and whatever you, whatever, however you contribute, even if, if you're just trying to grow, that's worthy to me because you're, you realize that there are growth aspects that, you know, there, there are areas of growth for yourself and you're trying, I look at women in the gym and, you know, they're, 
you know, they're in there trying to do their thing. And I say, you know, God bless them because they're trying to improve. I see young women, you know, doing those two jobs because they... They, they want to buy a car or, or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's just they, they don't feel like they're there yet, but they, they are. Yeah. Because they're striving to better their own experience yeah. in the world. I love that. Jennifer, how can people get connected with you? Um, well, uh, through Miss California Latina, currently on Instagram, Facebook, MissCaliforniaLatina.com. Um, funny enough, I'm on Instagram and it's my, my handle is Sports Beauty. Um, because of the sports aspect and not the beauty like physical beauty because it was you know sports pageant was taken but I'm on sports beauty on Instagram sports pageant on Twitter I'm there I you know you can get a little piece into my my life my everyday you know happenings oh we I follow you it's a lot of fun behind the scenes and getting to see it Jennifer it's been a pleasure to have you thank you so much thank you thank you for having me it's been a true pleasure I'm Audrey Vellis, and this has been Women of Worth.